What's up, guys? Welcome to the Couple Nerds Podcast with your host, Matt Joshua, and myself, Peter Finda. This is a podcast to tackle current health news and hot nurse topics, one conversation at a time. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. If you guys are checking us out on YouTube, I am massaging my back right now with this little, little machine thing. But make sure you subscribe to our channel, give us the five stars, give us a comment, like, subscribe, hit the little bell, get some notifications. We got a vlog coming out. We got some other stuff coming out soon. How's it going, Matthew? We got the, the vlog is out, by the way. Mm. And um, our website is being worked on currently. So I think in the next couple of days, you are going to hear some announcements if you're on um, Instagram or following us on pages. But in, in uh, this episode, we like to talk about confidence and how to build confidence as a nurse. And no matter the amount of confidence you have, you might be experienced, you still might get shaken in new situations. So we're going to talk about like the five ways to boost your confidence as a nurse and in general, just as a person. Yeah, it's going to be like physical attributes, emotional attributes, mental attributes, just just things to like stay calm and just be a better nurse in general because a lot of times like the how how people perceive how people perceive you is how you actually are, you know, for the most part. So if you walk a certain way or you talk a certain way, that's kind of the way people are going to look at you. So these are just some tips for you guys to just look more confident, be and, more confident. And this is also like five ways to boost your confidence when you're in orientation and you're a new grad nurse and you're going through that moment when you're like, wow, nursing does not teach you everything you need to know to be successful on a floor and you panic and it's okay because confidence is a skill just like anything else and it could be learned and once you put a little bit of practice into it, you learn to generate that feeling more often, it's going to be on demand. Yeah, so how to build confidence as a nurse. First, the basics, so posture and eye contact. I'm sure you've taken speech classes or you've taken some some kind of kind of class regarding that kind of aspect. And the first thing they teach you basically is posture and eye contact, how to address people, how to address the crowd, how to sit, how to s- properly stand. Like when you're giving a speech, you're usually behind a po- per, uh, podium, standing up, you're not sitting down, just things like that for the most part. And these are the first first attributes or aspects of you that people see. You know, They can't figure out what you're thinking about, what's going on in your head until you tell them, but they could physically see how you walk. And if you have a posture issue, it you know you either look like unprofessional or you know maybe might be paying attention. You know, look as confident for the most part. And it could stem from like like a pathology from the past. Maybe you should go see a chiropractor. Maybe you naturally have some some bony abnormalities. You know, in your system, they might have to get fixed. But that's a whole whole different topic of of itself. You know, like we saw a chiropractor. He told us that our posture is is good for the most part, but it could have some work done and he mentioned the posture complex so he says that or he told us that if you work on posture complex more you know our shoulders won't round as much yeah so yeah so posture also shows like energy like persona if a person's walking around and his you know a little bit more upright shoulders a little bit more back right he has that calm demeanor like you know that he looks like he's kind of like straight business walking with a purpose walking with a purpose yeah like body language is huge and that's when I first picked it up, like in um, comp, you know, the comp classes, taking a speech class and like being in front of everybody. I remember putting my contacts in front of like 30 people in class. Like it's just, it really tests you and it just gets you outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And even right now, like we're talking with a mic and I feel like we always start off a little bit kind of nervous and we just kind of like just zone into it and we just get in our state of flow, you would say, you know? Yeah, it's about the camera. Like when, when we talk, we talk normally. If we're not being videotaped or anything, like we talk normally, but... Once the camera turns on, it's, you're like it's not really stress. It's like a little bit of awkwardness because you know you're being watched. Not not that anyone's watching us right now at this point in time exactly, but you know that in the future they're gonna watch you. Right. And just the fact that the camera is on, 
and you have something almost like looking at you, it gives you like a like, kind of like almost like a weird feeling. Like you're being watched, literally. Like you know how somebody's at night, you feel like you're being watched. It's kind of like that, but not that intense. But by a ghost instead. By a ghost. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, yeah, body language is huge. Like, and eye contact is normal part of like human. It's okay to acknowledge a human by like, you know, nodding your head, saying what's up, saying hello. Like it's common courtesy to do that. Mm. And you're, you're not going to be looking approachable if you're looking down slouched and you have that look of, I don't know what I'm doing. Because you might feel like, hey, I want to be like, just like in dating, right? Just like with doctors, you know, you want, I want to be approached. I want to look like I know what, what I'm talking about. Well, if you have like this slouch, you're not talking out of your chest, how is the doctor supposed to perceive you with confidence mm-hmm. in your coworkers? Yeah, it might be correct on what you're saying, but just the, the way you look saying it, it's just, it's just like you don't, you're not very believable. Like imagine somebody looking right in the eyes and, and telling you, you something compared to them looking down, looking around and telling you the same exact thing. When someone looks you in the eyes and tells you something, you, you view that more as factual than, than, you know, them making it up or, you know, them just trying to help without the actual correct answer. You know, compared to when someone's looking around the room, you just don't look unsure of yourself. And honestly, you might be asking yourself, it's like, how do I know if I have great posture? Eye contact is pretty simple. Are you staring at people's eyes? Are you aware of people's eye, eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. But with posture, just ask a friend, ask somebody and just ask them, how do I look when I walk around? It's, it sounds like an o- awkward question, but if you're close, just, yeah, be straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like people give you an honest opinion. Yeah. And if you're not, like back to the eyes, like if you're not looking them in the eyes, you're not able to see their facial expressions either. You know, so like by you looking at their face, at their eyes, you could kind of see where they're coming from emotionally as well. If, are, they interview, are they giving the same look back or are they staring around, around the room? Like you perceive how, who they are through their eyes as well, not just like they perceive you. And right now, like during this time with like everybody's wearing face masks, it's a little bit harder to establish like proper eye contact. Like in general, proper communication is so hard. Even if you're like ordering food or you're screaming on the other side and like you're right next to each other, but you can't figure out what people are saying. Mm-hmm. So it makes things so much harder to communicate and like like feel out that body language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The next one's probably a little bit harder to do because so number two is don't compare yourself to others. You know, we have social media going around. It's impossible for us not compare ourselves to anybody else. So like the way we see ourselves is usually the way like we see good aspects of other people, right? So like that saying where you are who you're around with for the most part, that's kind of how the social that's how it is for social media wise too. Like your goals are probably gonna align with the people that you follow, right? And it's hard to not take that into consideration in nursing in general because our biggest or our harshest critic is always going to be ourselves, right? People don't judge you as harshly as we judge ourselves. And, you know, if you're able to not compare yourself to others, that judgment is going to be a lot less severe than somebody that just takes everyone's words as as fact or or as is, you know? Because there's been times where, you know, people talk shit or, or they say something that's, you know, just make fun of you or whatever. And, you know, it's just a joke. You don't take it too hard. But there's people out there that, you know, you might break it, you might make a joke, they might laugh, but they might take it too hard. So, you know, people that are very harsh on themselves in that sense where you can't take a joke, you know, this is probably something to work on. Exactly, yeah. And and so, yeah, don't get defensive and things like that. And most, it's human to make judgments. Like, people make, like, judgments about you all the time. Sometimes when you're at work, especially as a new grad, like, don't compare yourself to other coworkers. Like, don't size yourself up or, like, damn, like... She always finishes meds like quicker than me. Like there's no need to do any of that. You're growing, you're growing on your own pace. 
and that's the honest truth. So like once you stop focusing on others, and that's usually because you're probably judging yourself more than anything, you'll learn to not care. Like you'll realize that people don't really care. Those nurses don't care that you're always running late, but you just created these little stories. If you like have someone that you look up to or, you know, a nurse that like you could say is, is better than you, like don't look at their positives as like your flaw. Look at their positives as something that you could try to like achieve. You know what I'm saying? Does that, that make sense? Like th- don't yeah. say something that I'm bad at. Just say something that you want to be better at and kind of work towards that because that way, you know, instead of criticizing yourself, you see everyone's positives and you see everything that everyone does better than you as like a new goal for you to achieve. Like this person is my friend or like this person because of this aspect of them. So let me try to strive to be better at that aspect because they're better than me at it. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. And also what you could be also doing when you, when it comes to comparison is you want to fit into the team and you want other people to like like you. So you start doing things not because you want to do them, but because you're trying to please that other person because you're in that comparison ego state. And that just sounds like a re- recipe for a disaster. Mm-hmm. So just avoid that. Going to number three. So we have, I almost forgot what the first one is. Posture and eye contact, right? First piece of confidence. Then we have, don't compare yourself. And the third one is expanding your knowledge. So in medicine, knowledge is power. When we feel educated with certain circumstances, we feel more confident in that ability. Mm-hmm. So gaining this knowledge could be either through experience or sometimes it could be, you know, doing additional things. Like we could do like a workshop, mm-hmm. take it as a, at the hospital, those like continuing education. I know in the ICU, we, we always have like hemodynamic classes, the stroke scales and all that up to date things. You might be educating yourself like that, which is also cool. Yeah, even like the, the skills uh, days you have on unit. A lot of, you know, uh, it's, it's nursing, so there's a lot of new nurses coming in, a lot of new nurses leaving, so there's always opportunity for, for still skills day, right? Even though it might be like a new grad skills day, like we've had a few new grad skills days where I've attended, um, just to brush up on, on little things, or just because, you know, I wanna just to double check a certain thing. It's not like embarrassing or anything, you just show up and you kinda just, just do whatever you wanna basically do, because even though you're a senior nurse, you still might forget some of the few basics that you maybe seen in the past, but just haven't recently come up. You know, so it's always good to attend those skills days just because it's just like a nice little refresher. Like it's say you don't know, you know how to turn turn off a certain machine. Well, guess what? You go to skills day, it's a new grad skills day, so I teach everything about everything. So, you know, you're going to find an answer for you. Yeah, and, and expanding your knowledge is also like just doing your own homework, meaning like if you have a patient with a specific disease process, you're going to look into that or what's like the latest evidence-based practice based on a specific procedure that you're doing. So you could be doing your own expanding your knowledge, which in return is building the confidence. So you could do, you could do the hospital classes or you could be doing your own work in medicine and learning about different things. And they'll also boost your confidence because if you're like, let's just say working with a ventilator and I sat down and I learned how to do all the six different ventilation modes and I figured out tighter volume. Now I know why, you know, PEEP, you know, the higher the PEEP goes, now the cardiac output is going to decrease because PEEP is putting pressure on that cardiovascular system. So now you're learning. Now I'm confident when I'm talking to an intensivist about a ventilator because now I know my shit. So expanding your knowledge could be just like I say, it could be everything. And it all, it, it's all, it's like debt. It keeps creating. You're going to keep getting smarter and now you're going to be way more of a confident nurse. So it's not only going to be shown in posture, but it's also about what you know, knowledge. 
Yes, this one's going to be more like the labor-intense one because this is expanding knowledge. This is going to require you doing more than what you normally would do, yep. right? Like reading books, look, looking at stuff. But, but yeah, and the fact that you're restarting up on that action, like you're starting to look things up, like like Matt said, in the future you're going to be looking up more stuff and it keeps it's snowballing. Right. And, and it's snowballing knowledge and you're going to find out a lot more than you expected to. And a perfect example for us, so like we research a lot on the podcast, right? different disease things, whatever topics we do. We have like, a, we're 100 episodes in. We looked up a lot of information. Do you feel like that carries over to the hospital sometimes where you're more knowledgeable? Sure. Hell yeah, right? Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. And like, like you looked up random things and then uh, like the one that we did, the, the, the CRISPR one we did, like one day I heard a few coworkers talk about, yeah, what's this CRISPR thing? And I'm just like, oh, you're talking about CRISPR? Well, let me tell you about CRISPR because I literally looked into it like, you know, X amount of weeks ago. And then yeah. you explain it and you're just like, oh shit, that's what it is. I'm like, yeah, it's like yeah. what it is. The jaw dropper PD. So it's pretty cool. And I actually like really enjoyed that CRISPR one. Like CRISPR is like pretty interesting stuff. I like the episode. Yeah. Well, my top ones too was a CRISPR, aspirin, something else. An abortion. An abortion, yeah. That's a good episode. Man, that episode's funny because like if you go on our YouTube, the comments are like like some random stuff about like women trying to make like trying to do an abortion yeah with aspirin it's crazy don't don't fiddle around it's literally what it is people are curious into finding out how to kill how to abort a baby naturally which is through taking aspirin it's it's messed up man right and that's and that's the re that's what people are searching into find that episode we're we're somehow populating and ranking for it and then people click on the video they're like i'm disappointed in this i can't find out this information yeah people are looking for information on how to abort a baby with aspirin and they click on our video thinking that it's about that and it's about something completely else yeah, it's so random. Mind-blowing. All right, let's get back into building confidence. So number four, building confidence, asking questions. And you hear us talk about this all the time. We're going to say it again. It is very important. Like, it doesn't matter what happens, ask questions. I even did it. I actually kind of froze about doing it. So I started travel nursing, right? Mm. I forgot about the pacers. Um, there was a specific setting, and I didn't really know about it, and I didn't want to ask the nurse because the patient was like alert and oriented and I felt a little stupid. Oh, it happens, dude. And it happens. And it happens even to me and I'm an example yeah. for it. But what I did is I looked it up later in the book and I Googled mm-hmm. it and I figured it out. But like avoid falling into the trap that like you might know everything. I think much time that would have saved you if you just would have asked. Yep. It would have saved you the, the stress, the time, the effort, the anxiety that, that, that you had looking that up, right? I just didn't want to feel like, oh, this guy doesn't know his shit, right? If you, yeah. I don't want to get that impression from the patient. So I took that sacrifice yeah. and I had to like do my own research on the side on top yeah. of everything. That's a common thing. I mean, you're not going to, just because you want to ask questions and you're good at asking questions doesn't mean you're going to ask every question. It's just like sometimes, you know, our mind, get, our mind gets the better of us and we just, just push you out of ask, asking a question, I guess, and you just find the answer in, in different means. But ask questions, like I'm, like it's, I'm always asked questions, even though I know the answer. Sometimes we just like that reinforcement. Like, yeah, like you're right. Like, is this, you know, is this a bundle branch branch block? Like, yeah, I could I could look at a strip and tell you if it's bundle bundle branch block or not. But sometimes you just don't know, or you want to, you know, double check with somebody. Follow that's it's completely fine, you know. And especially it's life and death in the world of nursing, man. So it doesn't hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And like a perfect example is in a hospital. Have you been giving vitamin K at all? I have not. Oh, I'm sorry, not vitamin K. Vitamin uh, potassium. Potassium, yeah. Oh, dude, every hour? Not only that, but you know you have to double verify potassium oh, here? No. Do you know about that? No. Damn, I haven't been double verified. Hopefully no one, no one in the hospital is listening to this. But anyways, <laughs> there was an incident in the place that we're working at where uh, I guess what happened is potassium was like hung 
and it was supposed to get discontinued, but the bag was still running. No one followed up with the potassium. It was low, and supposedly they gave replaced. Someone like hopped on a ship, didn't talk about the potassium, still kept running, hung a new bag, and they created the. Um, I think something happened, like some kind of event, of giving too much K. So now in this hospital, you got a like, cardiac arrest event. Who knows? You got to double verify the um, the potassium with every nurse. Damn. So that Sounds just shows happy. you that it must have been pretty bad, bad communication, huh? Damn. And yeah. no one's asking questions. You know what's annoying? They're insulin drips, man. That's annoying too. Like you got to have, you got to take an insulin drip class, and you need to double verify. You're in, that I understand, like verify with somebody else, but. Technically, it says I haven't taken a class. I can't have an insulin drip, or I can have an insulin drip, but I could take the blood sugars, but I can't titrate the, the drip. Someone else has to do it for me. It's, like, it's silly, like, man. man, I've been doing insulin drips since I was, you know, shutting in my nursing school scrubs, you know? And that's what happens with like policies and procedures is like nurses know what the policy is and they don't make an exception for you, even though if you're a traveler. You know how to do this, but you didn't take a module and therefore you're excluded. So. I feel like we're bouncing around. But these are, these are very good um, conversations we're having. Number five, building confidence, practicing self-compassion. So let's just say you missed an IV. You did it a few times. You're, you're beating yourself up mentally. You failed. Let's just say you have an IV. Took you two tries. You spent hours doing it. Couldn't get it. You ask another nurse and you feel like, you know, you're putting yourself down mentally. So that negative behavior isn't serving you nor the patient. It's, so there's no point to be doing that. So by practicing self-compassion or by saying, hey, it's okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time to learn. Like you need to do that. And it's hard to catch yourself with these negative thoughts as well. Yeah, especially when you have like a rough day or like a rough shift where things just aren't going your way. Like sometimes just, just things just happen the way they happen. And there's nothing you can really do about it. So just kind of move forward. Like, yeah, it sucks. And this is going to happen multiple times. But like Matt said, have compassion for yourself. Like shit happens, you know, get over it. Just just keep moving on. And don't don't spend too much time like staring at the past. Because whatever happened, happened. Like you didn't get to get the IV, you know, for the sixth time this week. Well, sometimes you just don't get them. Yeah. And just practice talking to yourself like you talk to a good friend. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't tell them everything they should have done differently or suggest that this isn't for them. You know, you wouldn't beat yourself up and be like, why did I choose nursing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay when you fail, when you mess things up, when you even create errors. Like, self-compassion goes a long way, man. Yeah. So, you know, let's just say you missed six times. Like, I, I missed an IV like six times with the butterfly, man. It happens, dude. And, 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 I probably could have got it for you, but whatever, man. I know, you were talking shit about it. And that's the thing where, like, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it happens, dude. That's just the, just the way life works. So you guys, we offered you six tips to boost your confidence. First one was posture and eye contact. Don't compare yourself to others. Expand your knowledge. Ask questions. And practice self-compassion. That was five, right? Did I say six? Yeah. Well, we gave you X amount of them. Because the sixth one, which what, what I wanted to touch about oh, the is... the travel nursing one would be good. Travel one. nursing confidence. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, um, the secret six right there. Secret six. We only said five. So yeah. with travel nursing, we developed this crisis confidence when especially in early in our assignment we kind of like freak out and we forget a lot of things we f- we freak out because of this new environment and it bothers us so much we just have to remember that we are well trained and experienced mm-hmm. you've done your year you've done your nursing and as a, as you're facing this new situation you just have to kind of like give yourself some time 
Yeah, the best tip or best advice I could give for you travelers that are trying to like build confidence or just trying to just figure things out a little more is probably the biggest ones. We need to ask question ones. Just the fact, just in the fact that you're opening up communication. You know, you're slowly starting to talk to you know your coworkers, nurses that, that you work with, and what's the best way to start it? You know, it's not not by saying, "Hey, let's get a drink in the morning," and there's gonna be like, "Well, you haven't talked to me all shift, and you asked me for to get a drink in the morning." No, like you you start that communication by asking little questions like, "Hey, where is this? Where is that? Can you help me with this?" What do I got to chart that? Like little things like that. Like ask for help because if you ask for help, you know, they're going to help you first of all. It's going to make your life a whole lot easier. And they're going to be more inclined to ask you for help too. Yeah. It's just you figuring out the personalities on the unit and the facility. And you tend to learn that very quick. Like you get to dive into a unit and start literally picking out personalities, the clicky stuff that's happening, the little drama. Like it, it's cool. And that's one of the cool thing about nursing is like you just feel like you're that new kid on the block. Mm. That's how it's going to be. You just got to overcome it. The more contracts you do, the the more hospitals you, you work at, things like that, it'll just come naturally. You'll, even though you might be like an introvert or whatever, you'll naturally become an ex- extrovert to a certain extent, right? Because you're going to get better at opening up communication. You get better at meeting new people, better at working with, with new staff. You need to be more efficient at it. Right. And you might, you might just have like those, let's just say, first day jitters as well. And understand that like me and Peter have done four years of nursing plus, but sometimes we'll walk into a new place, new facility, right? And you have those first day like nervousness and a little bit of anxiety and you still know your shit, but it's just like, it's it's okay to experience that. Just embrace the feeling, know it's a new day and paint that positive, you know, pr- perspective that it's gonna, it's gonna work out. Like, look at you, you forgot freaking flip flops. Oh God, dude. Right, you, fl- you, you- I'm sick of talking about it, dude. Forgot all my shit that one shift. Yeah. And walking with booties with my flip flops, walk around the- the hospital, like, you know, like, no no big deal. Like, yeah, I got everything. And that killed your confidence for a little bit. Like, oh, wow, man, it's going to be a bad shift and all that. Yeah, but ruined it. But then, like, you know, I got through it, and it kind of shows how resilient how resilient I am in a sense yeah. that I can forget all my all my nursing shit and um, still be able to provide good quality, compassionate patient care. And how was your self-talk, let's just say? I'm sure you were just like, okay, Pete, like, I'll be able to handle this. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, I guess a little bit controlled chaos. Like, it's more of just, like, stress, like, fuck, like, I gotta do this now, like, I gotta do that, like, I'm thinking, I was thinking ahead a lot, because I'm like, if I'm going into med room for this, let's make sure I also get this and that for, you know, six hours from now, so I, I don't gotta go back here. So a lot of it was just, like, thinking ahead on how, how can I make this night go by as efficiently as possible without having anything I need. I got through it. And you made it work, man. Made it work. What a confident nurse. I guess, man. Hey, call it, call it what you want. Confidence, luck, I'll take it all, you know? Yeah. At that point in time, you need a little bit of everything. A little, I, even, I even got a little bit of Jesus that night. Did you? Yeah, I think so. 3 a.m. <laughs> so for all the nurses out there, you may be a nurse for many years, and there will be situations that shake your confidence. That's okay. Stay focused. Improve your skill. Practice good self-talk. Don't forget to ask questions. Create relationships with others, and these will help you gain self-esteem to handle any situation that comes your way. Speaking of questions, don't forget to ask us questions. And also, leave some comments. They go well with questions. So, guys. Take care. I'll see you guys next week.